To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. You can check us out at to be continued, a fanboypodcast.com. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also listen to us on our various platforms on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And we're back. Holy cow. You, you, yeah, we got to keep that in. We got to keep that in. Also, because of the beauty of its stealth. The beauty of its stealth. Ed is over here and he was just looking at his iPad like, yeah, I'm just doing a little business here. And it's like, and we're back. Yeah. And he just like, welcome to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You may not learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. That's right. I'm a changeling. The role reversal. I'm a changeling. I'm really liking the role reversal here. (laughs) You're a changeling who is, wait, who, I don't. I just broke every single broke every single neuron in your brain. Was it that like all right, I know what you're going for. I just like I don't understand. I'm going for you, Miguel. He's dead. He's dead. Okay, now we can go on. To be continued a fanboy podcast with new new creative direction by Edward Ng. Uh that is right. We're back. That's right. Uh your podcast that covers all fanboy passions. <laughs> Uh, me, Edward Ng, Jonathan Vergara from Pancake Studios. That's me. Uh, so, today's episode <laughs> threw me off my game there. Uh, we've been away for a spell, again. Um, by the way, I have to say this. Um, there's very good, uh, aside from just everyday stuff going on, I have to thank my two cohorts here. Um, my father passed away a, a month ago, as of, from yesterday. And, uh, you know, like everyone has come together and they were very supportive. These two guys were there and they were very supportive. So I really have to take the time to just thank you guys, uh, for, for being there for me, for my family. And, uh, and yeah, you know, we'll share, I'll be sharing with you many stories, uh, in the future that my father used to tell me. (laughs) I'd love to hear him. If you're climbing up the one, once upon a time, there was a man, a scholar who was climbing up a mountain to, to, to take a civil service examination and was confronted by bullies. Now, did he choose to fight these bullies or did he just choose to kowtow and to give way? The moral of the story is, of course he did not. He kowtowed knowing that full, well, very full and very aware that he took that exam and became a very important civil servant. Moral of the story, Miguel, as, as Miguel would always tell me, get a good, uh, good government job. Get a good government job. Ed, this that's, is, that's, Ed, that's my father's Ed, legacy. And wow. I, I asked, was asking Ed once about like, you know, you know, everyone has like their, their, their bedtime stories and stuff. And that was proceeded, my bedtime story. And Ed proceeded to tell me, he's like, well, my father told me the story of like this scholar who is going to get, take this test and this bandit confronts him. And he's like, I'll humiliate you. Or if you want to pass. And he's like, did he, 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 the scholar allowed himself to be humiliated. So he can make it to the test on time. And I was like, wait, you, more, shirt, what your father's uh, saying is, 
Get a good government job. Get a good government job. And get you something know, with like, benefits. Look, <laughs> let's pick and choose your battles. Uh, it's been a month. I'm here. We're here. Um, more than anything, like people out have been asking me, oh, what is it? If you need anything, like, look, more than anything, our family needs normalcy. You know, and we are, look, we're not, we're not the over emotional, you know, we're like, we're mourning in our own way. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, you know, like my mom and I, my mom who's moved in with me indefinitely, um, uh, uh, you know, we would, you know, still share stories, not the happy stories, but the stories of like, your father was a piece of work saying this and that, you know, and, you know, like, and uh, because, you know, look, my dad was a complicated person and, you know, and he was a good provider, but, a, but a very complicated person. And I had a very complicated relationship with him. So I never, I never really knew him too well, but uh, he was a little hard, right? Like a little, my teen serious, years were, serious guy, right? were uh, not fun. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like, you grow up in a, an Asian immigrant household. It's like, you want, you know, you, Hey, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, that sort of thing. Guess what? I'm a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, dad? I'm a podcaster. So anyway. I don't, I can't. I can't. No, that's great. Uh, Where did you learn this from? I learned it from you, you dad. I learned it from watching you. Uh, that said, like my early days, you know, again, I'm sorry to go a little. No, no, Ed, Ed, take uh, the time my early know. days with him were very happy, you know, and mm. he, uh, he instilled a very artistic, he was very artistic, you know, like, um, uh, uh, when I was young and even in his youth, uh, he used to paint propaganda art in China. So murals and stuff like that. So, um, him and Jackie Chan. <laughs> wow, the monkey wrench. Wow, John, seriously, the monkey wrench lives. Uh, but yeah, you, you because that's where you're interested in art. Yeah, uh, yeah, in art, and uh, so yeah, I'm very fortunate to have had that uh, instilled on me at a really young age, you know. And uh, art, and I gave up art, uh, visual arts, fine arts for music in my teens because uh which you've said thanks you said, jesus which yeah what you, you also said that was a, a thing with your parents right as well that you your your rock and roll phase look you know uh rebellion is 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 again very complex to 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 many teens for me it was i ran to the church and i got into rock and roll that was my thing and my father hated that Jesus more than rock and roll, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we don't really talk So, about but that. whatever the case was, I mean, um, uh, if I learned anything, it was as we got older, as I got older, I learned to be graceful, you know. Um, during his, during the, the, the past several years, it's like, you know, can you give me a haircut? I'd give him a haircut. There'd be those moments like, ah, you know, if you were a teenager, I would, should have never let you go run to the church and you would have been a doctor. And I'm cutting this here. I'm like, okay, you're done, Dad. Thanks. Because because there are, because there are no evangelical doctors. There's no Christian doctors. Just, okay, I'm not gonna. I don't yeah. want to open a can of worms yeah, about yeah, right. people's so, immigrant dads. As, as I'm like shaking the uh, the 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 uh, um, uh, the the apron, I'm like, Dad, there was a guy named Gregor Mendel. He was a scientist. <laughs> and he was uh, very Sir devout. Isaac Newton. Do Sir any of these Isaac names Newton. ring a bell? <laughs> and I'm sorry, I, this just reminds me, and I think, I, I don't know if I've said this on the show, I think I've said this to you before, but it just reminds me of, I'm not going to name names from, from, from people I'm related to, but I have a, a cousin by marriage, and her, on her 
mother's side. So not related to me by birth, but on her mother's side. She had an aunt and she was like, when she was younger, she was going to like, oh, I'm thinking of going into the Navy. And the aunt, aunts, in fact, more or less, were vehemently against it because if she went into the Navy, she'd become a lesbian. <laughs> this is immigrant American, yeah, nonsense. Yeah, I get it, I get it. Young man. Okay. Young man. All right. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, it was, well, let's have a- it's, it's all, it, you know, it sort of very much came out of nowhere. You know, um, Sudden. your father had not been, you know, suffering particularly from anything that would have like, it, it, I'm not saying it would have been easier, Ed, but it would yeah, be like yeah, yeah. more yeah, understandable yeah. because this was out of nowhere. It wasn't, mm-hmm. he's been sick. He's been going to the hospital. It was, he was at home right. and you know, was it, it was an accident. Was and, it in his sleep? Well, I'll tell you the story off record, like, okay. you know, like after that, but, uh, but it just, it just happened. Um, you know, my mom called me on Valentine's day, uh, Did at 4 a.m. On, Val- yeah. on Valentine's day, yeah. 4 a.m. And it's like, you better come here right now. So and wow. the rest is history, mm. you know, and everything happened really fast. Like from that to, you know, mm. making arrangements and everything. But again, like that's, that's, that's story for another time. But again, thank you guys. Thank you everyone for your support. No, thank you, Edward. You're always, you know, I love you. You're my brother you know, for yeah. life. And uh, I remember for you life. guys. For life, for life. I remember you guys uh, showing up to my mother's funeral. Yeah. And being there for me. So I'm, I'm. I was just about to say the same glad thing. Glad to yeah. have the opportunity. Yeah. I was about to say the same thing. I always tell Ed that, yeah. you know, because he came to my, he came to my yeah. dad's funeral. I always tell him. It was without question. Yeah. Um, My grandmother, he's in the book. He's in the book <laughs> yeah, for life. He's in the book yeah, yeah. because it does not. It doesn't matter how long ago my dad passed was 2014, and Ed comes up and my grandmother is always like, "How's Ed doing? How's he going?" I'll always remember that he went to your father's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he did. Yeah, <laughs> but you're yes, you're you know, and you know that's what you got to do. You know, fan, me, fanboy, a, fanboy solidarity, man. Fan, fanboy, fanboy, fanboy for life. Solidarity. Fanboy and, solidarity. And, and to me, that's a testament of like what real what? friends are, because you could be around for the good times, for the parties, but like if you can be there when someone's struggling. By, by the way, that is a weird thing. A real, the funeral yeah, happens, yeah. and I'm like, wow, the last time I saw all these people in oh, one it was, room it was, nice. was when I got married, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, and they, it, what they say is true. It's like, you know, yeah, like, that's how your life together. is. You yeah, eventually, yeah. Then, those are the wed- events, weddings and funerals, funerals you know, is, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but it was, it was, it was oddly nice to see all of my friends like mm-hmm. in one place, you know, yeah. and Ray, Eugene. Yeah. Um, you know, but, and it's, it's little... weird. what's also weird. It's like, you know, uh, you know, it's hilarious. Like, again, I really mean it when I say my mom and I, we're not the gushy, yeah. emotional type when it on uh, just an hour when it happens my mom calls like um well not an hour uh 4 a.m rolls around and then 7 a.m comes around my mom calls her sister and tells her and she's bawling on the phone yeah bawling on the phone my mom's like listen hey you can't be sadder hey. than me she says that she says <laughs> hey calm down i want you to, this is verbatim i want you to calm down Okay. And my aunt's like, <laughs> it's like, just, just calm down, you know? And that's how we are right now. Everyone around us is like putting her, my, my pastor, God bless her. You know, she's Brazilian. She's, she's a person who's, who's very in touch passionate, with her emotions, yeah. very passionate. And she's like, if there's anything or anything that you need, you know, and she's grabbing onto my arm, like, you know, I'm like, thank you. you know? <laughs> I'm all right. But, uh, are you okay? <laughs> and I, I think I said like, we're Asian. <laughs> oh God, Ed. We're oh, Asian. God. We're the Spocks of humans. We're the Spocks of, <laughs> oh, hum- God. of humanity. Oh God. 
But again, uh, thank you. No, I've, no, I've thank never you. been more happy Yo, that you're Chinese right now, man. What's funny is uh, <laughs> the only person I saw like crying. I mean, it's not nothing's funny about it. But the only person I saw crying was your wife. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, and I was I like, 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 are you okay? And then your wife next to you was like. That's oh, yeah. Know. Former. I'm just gonna throw this out. Former Catholic. <laughs> that is true. Anyway, that is true. Even anyway. though she, even though she's Asian as well. Women, am I right? Oh lord. <laughs> Women, right? Jesus. I love you, honey. I, I love you. you. <laughs> I love you with all my heart. Just, I just. It's just a joke, man. It's just a joke. It's just a podcast. It's just a podcast. Come on, baby. You know I'm just a joke. <laughs> uh, th- anyway. um, yes. Thank you. Thank you, um, Ed, for um, you know you didn't have to share that. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't know you were going to open with this, but yeah. We will proceed with the show. Um, our, we have a, a grab bag of things. The biggest thing we're going to cover, we're going to cover uh, Mandalorian season three so far. We literally just finished the we last just finished episode. episode. It's episode Wednesday three, morning. It's a Wednesday morning. Third yeah, episode released. drops. We just finished it. Um, John had not seen it. Um, John and Ed are going to get into uh, the last of which was I have not been keeping up a on season but, finale, it's but they, they the, have for the season, uh, and uh, we're going to have some talk uh, of uh, yes, <laughs> a little known show <sighs> called Picard. Yeah, I'm going to have come, you seen it, Mikel? <sighs> and we, do we need to talk about Riker Man? <laughs> <laughs> Riker Man. And uh, uh, what else, Edward? And then we're going to close the show. Uh, we're not going to get into it today, but we're going to just sort of pre-show for the next show. As this is the Wednesday following all the- at once because they swept the Oscars. They swept the yeah. Oscars. And you know what? Um, this is not a case of a thing where um, it's bigger than the general story, I think. Yeah. As big as the story is of Asian-led cast, you know, people like Michelle uh, uh, Hyo and Ki uh, uh, Kwan. To me, on top of that is the fact that this is a high concept sci-fi yeah. fantasy thing. That's a crazy sci-fi. You know, with movie. a with an idea mm. behind it mm. that just three or four on years a budget, ago on a budget, on a budget, just three you know from from a company known for doing you know tight little movies is crazier than Ant Man or Kron. You're right, and, but and, but my the tie yeah. into Marvel for me is that you know what that like uh, of that Avengers movie. That really introduced multiversal stuff into like the pop culture. Now, we've always had like the Mirror Universe, Spock, Goatee, Spock, like like. But this is now like everyone knows it. <laughs> everyone is has some inkling of what that is. And just a few years later, now we have an Academy Award winning movie that the whole basis of of it as a science fiction piece is based around that. I think that has something to say on top of, on top of the fact that we, you know, a story of someone like, you know, veterans like, um, Yo and Ki Kwan, you know, getting their dues and getting all these accolades and everything. And there's a little bit of controversy too. I think you can, yeah, sure. you can talk about, you know, the whole Jamie Lee, Lee, yeah, well, Lee Curtis yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but we want to cover that on its own separate show, but we will talk a little bit mm-hmm. about it here. Um, just again, because it's the Wednesday after their, their big win and we will cover All of that, starting with Mandalorian Season 3, when we come back after these words from friends. To Be Continued Fanboy Podcast was also sponsored by Pancake Studios. You know, To Be Continued Fanboy Podcast, we were born here at Pancake Studios, and for the past five years, we have called this place home. Pancake Studios has come a long way from offering just audio services. They now offer Dolby Atmos and surround sound mixing, video recording, production and engineering, a full range of photography servers, and sound design. 
It is your one-stop shop media production services. Go to pancakestudios.net. I have to say, so we're back. I have to say, you are looking so GQ right now. It is not funny. Really? I mean, from the shoes. And granted, again, go go listen to our last show. GI Golfer. The the (laughs) GI Golfer. (laughs) So true. Okay, so true. All right, wait, hold on. I have to ask Ed. PGA man, right here. <laughs> right, right. No, what? PGI Joe. PGI Joe. Okay, what is the? Who is the golfer? GI Joe. What is his code name? Ooh, you got to give it right uh, now. Tin cup. Five iron. Five iron. Yes. Five iron. Five iron. Or now, three. Now, what is his shtick? Does he use the golf clubs to like, 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 just chuck grenades <laughs> at guys? <laughs> I like that. You know, I do like that. You know what I mean? Like he you goes know. into does, does oh, Ed, slice. <laughs> Ed, Draw. Does he, Ed does he stinger? <laughs> does he it, does he have like a a a missile armed like golf cart? Of- <laughs> yes. 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 He does. Yes. He's the driver. He's the pilot. That's you he's got that. the go kart. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. Yes. Yeah, so you were saying about my wardrobe? Uh yeah. So like, uh, for the past what? Three months, I think, going back from the holidays. Well, you've I, been, you've been like yeah, John retail saw, therapy. John saw me when I went to his birthday party, mm-hmm. uh, which is the best. This is the best. And it's I wore. it's evolved. I have to say, it's evolved. It's, it's evolved. It's it's gone from like paramilitary to He's ad- a little more colorful. Today, I was I will say, especially the way the, with the way you're sitting and the the shape of your beard. Yes, the oh, beard is the also beard like when you cross too. your legs. You know, like it really is like it really Impressive. is like a page five on a, on like a on professor like, of anarchy at NYU. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's as if like Che, che Guevara. Yeah. You know, is, like, do, is doing a thing for vanity fair. Is doing the, right. You know, pipe. you need that old pipe, you know? <laughs> but like, no, yeah. it's, it's, I'm, it looks fantastic. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, Wait, I, I got a positive cigar reinfor- actually. Hold on. <laughs> positive reinforcement is always good. I want to take a picture of it. <laughs> but you, okay. So, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Hey, he's, hey, he's been, he's been taken off that. Like he's just completely like, you know, like well, he's blushing. Well, the man well, is Ed, blushing. Ed, Ed, you know, a man, a man's suit is like a suit of armor. <laughs> like, like, like the suit of armor. <laughs> he's got this, the little cigarettes. <laughs> Like like the suit of armor that the Mandalorian wears. See how I brought that all back together? Because I can do that. Because I'm a goddamn professional. Uh, so, uh, Mandalorian season three. Um, do you want to get into a little bit of news first or no? I thought we were just jumping right Oh, you want to jump in? It's up to you. Okay, so Mandalorian season three. Now... We are coming off of the Pascal, uh, Pedro Pascal sense. No, it's still happening. It's still happening. Well, I'm saying he transferred from this, the phenomenon of The Last of Us be becoming one of those shows that becomes the water cooler show to mm. talk about. And now he's like, he had one, he, did, he didn't even get a bye week. No. Because Mando came back <laughs> while Last of Us was still, hadn't, hadn't had its finale yet, right? So he's the hardest working man in show business, right? Uh, and we get season three of Mandalorian highly anticipated coming in hot, especially after his last appearance in the book of Boba Fett. 
<laughs> he was just handed. I by have, the way, I swear to God, jo- I have. Jonathan just handed for you guys listening. Just what? Just is handed this, Miguel. Is this Jameson? A, it's rum. A, a, a it's glass rum. of rum on the rocks. Hey. You have to look. You have to be more relaxed, though. And of course, Jonathan's taking photos for for his Instagram. By the way, I'm very critical about Jonathan's uh, photo 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 photography skills. They're very. Um, What's the brand? What's the brand, John? They're, they're very. Sailor Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor. No, you see. I have to say it like this. Jonathan's photography skills are very in your face. Like they like. There's no. It, it's uh, how how do I say? It's very Sa- artor. It's very artor. Sailor Jerry. He loves to shove that camera right the, in your face for this for this the way exactly <laughs> what he's doing right now. Sailor Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry. Sailor Jerry. Hold on, let's do. A- for, let's do a promo video. For the semen in you. For the semen. That did not come out right. I'm done. One more time. Three, two. Sailor Jerry Rome. For the semen in you. That uh, <laughs> they didn't come out right. <laughs> Perfect. This is the kind of promo video. Yes, the that we need. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to Mandalorian. Um, so, uh, everyone's highly anticipated for 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 the show to come back, and here we are now. Uh, it's returned. Last Star Wars stuff we got was Andor. For you, for me, everything's at Andor. Uh, but uh, well, okay, well, I wanted no, no, to start. No, 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 no. There's, there's. Uh, I'm sorry, that would actually be wrong. There's Bad Batch and some other stuff, but like live yeah. action Star Wars. Last stuff we right. saw was Andor. And, you know, so, you know, there was a sort of mini fake controversy of like, oh, can Star Wars fans go back to what, you know, Star Wars was with Mandalorian after what Andor did? And Andor was Which great. is weird because Andor had one of the lowest ratings of, of, yeah, of the of, It was of critically acclaimed yeah. it, and definitely has been talked about that way, but it was not, you know, I mean, it did have, I think it kind of punched above its weight, mm-hmm. um, but it was not the hit Mandalorian was. And so you got this, like, um, let me put it this way. There are no Luthan Rael plushies being sold. <laughs> Wouldn't Why? You like- What's wrong with that? <laughs> you- so, come on. He's just a, a plush Stellan Skarsgård? Come on. <laughs> Who wouldn't want? Who wouldn't want a plush stomach? And when you and when you and when you squeeze his stomach, he does his monologue. <laughs> <laughs> what have I? What, what have I what, given up? What have I everything? Given up? Everything. <laughs> um, but like, so you know, that's a fake controversy. People talking about, oh, you can they go back to you know Mandalorian after they've seen Andor? Um, but it is a different kind of show. Yeah, it's a different show. Uh, so we've got through the first three three episodes of the season so far. Mm-hmm. We just like I said just watched the last one. Yeah. First two were under forty minutes, right? They were both like like thirty eight, and then this one this one was, was a little like an, like an hour. Yeah. Um, your take now, John has not seen episodes one, one or two <coughs> of this, but me and Ed have kept right. Um, your take so far on the season and the return of of, of Mandalorian. Or are you, or are you Pedro Pascal out? Never. No. Well, look, uh, the Mandalorian is a hot ticket, you know, and there's absolutely no way that I would have said, eh, I'm just not interested. Why? Because, and it's funny because people talk about the, uh, the way people talk about the Mandalorian. It's like, well, I was two years ago. And then Boba Fett, right, the yeah. last season we got the Mandalorian. More, more Mando. Yeah. More Mando. You know? So, uh, 
it felt like it was it wasn't that much of a gap. And then this one hits the first episode. What was it? What was the episode called? Do you remember the the first episode? Ooh, uh, what was it called? They have you know because they have their naming. You know, yeah. this last one was the apostate. Was oh, the apostate! It was called the apostate, I believe. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, the first one was the apostate. Right. This was the convert. Yeah, right. this one's a convert. So, and it, it begins with that, and it's um, and I'm like, okay, it's it's a whole exposition episode, setup, setup, setup. The kids with me. I've hey kid, you know, let me, you know, we're going back to whatever, and and um, only for him to be told. By the armorer, this right. is what you got to do. This is we're going to set you up. Okay, we you have to go back to Mandalore mm-hmm. to to undo the fact that you are no longer one of us anymore. All right, okay, I'm going to do it. All right, kid, you ready for an adventure? Literally, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. You yes. ready for an adventure? I'm trying to remember now the first episode because I want to get into that. How that was my problem with the first episode. Yeah. It was space battle. Remember, you know, you and I were watching and well, actually you, you yeah, there was like, yeah. uh, Oh yeah. That's because, because that's the episode where we found out that, uh, that Apollo Creed, uh, (laughs) was a, was a, was a mayor from Eternia. (laughs) Not, not, you know what? When you said that, when you first said that, I'm like, yeah, because he's got those two little droids that are just well, I mean, like, carrying just, the it, cape. It's, it's, it, he has the cape and how his his costume was everything. And of course, that character, how you know how Carl Weather ha- holds himself with that character. I was like, he's is he a not mayor a, from he's Eternia. He's a frustrated mayor. He's like, God, I've got so many things on my plate. I can't handle this. Like, like you know, Eric are you sure? Like, yeah, okay, are, he's Eric. Are Adams. you sure, Mando? <laughs> and yes, yes. Also, that, also, by the way, you said the whole thing about what is it with black guys. Guys and capes being like the administrators of places. I just it, in Star Wars, <laughs> it's like a, black it, dudes with capes. So, so you think that as soon as he running, like running as cities. soon as he, it's like, it's like as soon as he got that job, did Lando show up and was like, All <laughs> "Hey, right, here's your hello. cape." <laughs> I like your cape and the droids. I should have thought That's of that. That's a good idea. <laughs> Longer capes. Uh, now, along with the exposition, they also um, you know address the fact that oh, Cara Dune's no longer around. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, that's yeah, we you know, got that in uh um because I think there's also but at the same time like around the time when the first setup dropped the, the first episode dropped there was some news that uh I um Fa- was it Favreau? Oh no, or Dave Filoni who said that no, Karis Dune is still a part of the lore. Yeah, you're just probably just She's not just somewhere happen. else, you know. Which I predicted. I th- I that's the easiest way to like explain that. Yeah, it's you know. Like okay, she brought in Moff Gideon and oh, she got kicked up to some other whatever. But we did get like a great space battle, I and think. And then Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Which, you know, when you you said that to me and I'm like, yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't dispute that. It's Fraggle Rock. Right. The, uh, John, you didn't see this, but uh, so they have these little little characters. I don't know if you remember in the last, uh, in rise of sky, rise, rise of, of Skywalker. rise of Skywalker. There's one point where there are these like little, like munchkin, like, and they look at six droids and they look like the doozers yeah, from yeah, Fraggle yeah. Rock. Right. And they're like these, you know, they're like, you know, two, three inches high. There's a cutesy moment where, Oh, f- first off, you know, yes, well, yeah, no. Mando needed to fix the IG 88 droid. Right. You know, the one voiced by, uh, by, by, by um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Mallory, so, um, yeah, right, and uh, <laughs> they bring him. They they bring. The, it was hard to get parts, and uh, the only people, the, the only beings that can fix them are these little Fraggle Rock characters. 
That work so, out of some little like a hole in the wall that's literally like just there. Him and Carl Weathers are walking, and they're like, "Oh, and they're squatting, so gonna, talking where, to the and guys." And like they go like, and he goes like, "So do you know a place?" Where he's like, "We're here," and like he looks down, and it's like out of Tom and Jerry. It's like this little like <laughs> yes. the miniature storefront right by his foot, and then he's got to like go inside, and he's like he's cramped up. And he's cramped up, and of course, Baby Yoda shows up, and Baby Yoda is thinks that they're cute, they're cute, and, and, and wants he's to like, hug them. And he's like, yeah, no, no, no. Let, let and again, go, and suddenly, suddenly it's just Fraggle Rock. It's right, Rock. And uh, it's a cute moment. Okay. All you right. Know. And, and uh, so, okay, so that's pretty much in the first episode, right? That and- well, first two, I think. We'll first cover, two. Yeah. And, then, and then we get to- The second episode, which is, he's got to go back to, he, no, he pays a visit to Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan, right, yeah. Right, on but the- But he gets, he gets R4. Yeah. Right? Oh right, he gets R four, R R five D four, R five D four from the original movie, uh, and uh, Amy Sedaris, you yeah, know, sees him on his way. He goes there, way. little adventure. Oh hey, I'm uh, you know, uh, I'm 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 here uh, in Mandalore. I go to the holy waters, but oh, he's on his way to the holy waters. He gets captured by something that's never explained, like General Grievous's like. Brother Wayne but, Grievous, but let's let's just point out it's on the plaque, Miguel. It's on the <laughs> it's on the plaque that Bo-Katan points. <laughs> the out. only reason, okay, is that when they get to the waters, there's this whole thing where it's like a historical site, and Bo-Katan goes through the it's whole like, plaque, and, and she's there was something everything off right, and, and so I'm talking to Ed about it, <laughs> and I'm all like, "This is oh, is there? Did they say something about something or other? Like I didn't quite get it." And Ed was like, "It's on the it's plaque. on the plaque, <laughs> Miguel." <laughs> She Read reads it. Read the plaque. It's all there. I don't have any new information for you. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so and they, that was and that ended in a very a very great cliffhanger because you know like he he gets in the water to to be. By the way, the first thing that Miguel says is like he calls me, and uh, after he gets a viewing, it's like, have you bathed in the water of Lake Minnetonka? Which <laughs> which goes into we have this this disjointed conversation about Prince and the Revolution and. <laughs> And whether or not the time, Morris Day and the Time are the Washington General to Prince and the Revolution's Harlem Globetrotters. That's a whole separate thing. That's a whole separate thing. (laughs) But I would say, go ask Wendy Melvon. She has everything. (laughs) She knows everything. Anyway, yes. So, uh, yeah, he he, he bathes and now we just finished this last episode, uh, which was an hour long. um, Goes back to the armor. the convert. Yeah. And, you know, it begins with Bo-Katan having already taken him back, you know, out of the water. And he returns to the armorer eventually. But the meat of the episode was all about Dr. Dr. Pershing. And- uh, Dr. Penn Pershing. And uh, I don't know what her rank is, but Elia Kane, who was apparently a a subordinate of Moff Gideon. Yeah. And we also learn, hey, off screen, Moff Gideon totally, completely escaped. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. Just like that. And uh, this episode, uh, you know, what what was your take on this? It was a longer episode. It was longer. Uh, there a lot of questions as to like, okay, these reintegrated Imperials um, into the New Republic society. Um, there's an amnesty house that uh, that these uh, reintegrated Imperials live in. They're all like, you know. Hey, remember the good old days? Hey, hey. What do you miss about the imp- the the, the, the you know, imperial and of course, days? And of course, the weirdo in the group was like, "I miss the chokings. I, mi- <laughs> I miss the biscuits. <laughs> what? What? I didn't say anything. I, <laughs> I miss the cookies. I miss the chokings. What? Wait, what, what did you say? I miss, I miss the cattle prodding. 
the, yeah, you know, and it's so, um, and it just sort of, I have more questions because you even said, it's like, no, this is not what the, this is not what the new Republic does. This is what the empire does. Well, torture I'll get my thing. Yeah. I'll, and I'll re- that. yeah, you know, like sort of like there's, they've been neutered these, re- these, these former Imperials, they are given desk jobs, right? They're, uh, which by the way, echoes to Cyril. Yeah, Cyril from, from Andor. Yeah, from Andor, you can see right? that similar sort of like this. I'm in I'm in a bureaucracy of com- some kind, and it's sort of like data entry, mind numbing. Like, yeah, work. you know, and uh, and you're like, okay, so what is going on going on here? And I know that you were looking for the for the for for the um. For the, for, for the thing that would flip the, the narrative, right? You know, oh no, she's in on it. He's in on it. Uh, or I was like, hey man, you know, Gideon is going to just pop out of nowhere at the end, well, right before the credits. <laughs> That's right. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I took some time off. I visited my father's grave in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Giordano. Uh, I took off the armor and I'm wearing the white theater. Look, look it up. up. Look it up, look people. It up. <laughs> I, God, if, if, if you, if, if we could get Giancarlo Esposito rocking his Mike Giordello hair with the Jordans, with the Jordans on, on Mandalorian, Yo, man. I would love. Yo, it. man, these Jordans. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, and you know, um, I've got yeah, I've got so you, you many. You think it begs more questions, but I, it does expand, like you know, our view of the Star Wars universe at this point, right? Yeah, it, there's a little of that Andor person on the street yeah. level stuff in in this episode. Um, I overall, am, I'm going to be honest with you and, you know, Ed, Ed will tell you he's, it's like pulling teeth. He's tried to get me to watch Picard and <laughs> cards on the table. No pun intended. It's, I finally watched episode four after having put it off for a while. And I will say I, I am more interested. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm a robot. By I'm a robot. <laughs> um, um, but if there was this sort of like, yeah, I want to, I'm waiting for Mando. When, when's Mando going to come out? And I got to say, the first three episodes so far have underwhelmed me. Um, In a sense, a bi- the biggest thing is sort of the pacing of the story. Okay. And, you know, as you said, you know, we have that first episode when he <laughs> left Mando proper, his show, not, not counting mm, yeah. what we saw on in, in Book of Boba Fett. He didn't have Grogu him, yet. He didn't have Grogu yet. He didn't have Grogu yet to pick it up. But when we left him proper, all right, he had uh, gotten the dark saber. Moff Gideon is, you know, you can haul it off in chains. Grogu, you know, leaves. But we already, you know, no, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm wrong. That's the stuff I'm talking about happened in, in Book of Boba Fett. Him isn't him learning. He had to go to the mines of Mandalore to 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 to, <coughs> to re to, to get his shit together again. That happened in Book of Boba Fett. Didn't That's when she learns about it, and he has that fight. Have you taken off your helmet? And he says, "Well, that's right." <laughs> right. And he's like, "How do I get back into good graces?" And she's right. like, "You got to go to the mines of Mandalore, yeah. you know, and bathe in the water." Yeah. Well, that's an impossible. And of course, they have to reprise that. And I mean, I understand. This is my thing. We knew all that that first episode, which again was sh- so short. We knew all that information. 
We did not need it to be regurgitated. It's you know if you've got if you're watching this, you have a subscription. They to Disney did Plus, well, and some, you can watch the previous episode. Um, I think they brought this up on the John Campbell shows. Like that, not everyone who saw there are people who watch these yes. shows, and not and, and some I people know. are like I didn't like I didn't I didn't get to watch but Boba like, Fett. You know, th- that's the whole episode was all that. It was like I know this, I know this, yeah. I know this. He's, he has to go to the Minds of Mandalore. He's got to. This is what. So there was there was that issue. Then there was, okay, well, I need, um, this is a big mission and I need a special friend to come with me. I need a, I need a droid that I can count on and I want to reactivate the IG unit that right. I knew. And you're thinking, okay, that's what it's going to be <clears> like. <throat> and we have that whole, oh, he's resurrected. I got to kill him again. Yeah. I need another droid. He goes and gets uh, R5 from, um, from, uh, what's her, what's the actress? Uh, Amy, Amy, Amy Sedaris, right? <clears throat> And you're like, okay, I guess this is going to be... And then it's like, nope, he gets there, he gets out. The droid didn't really matter in the story. Whether, mm. he, whether he had a good droid or not didn't matter. And he gets kind of captured. It was very fan servicey in that sense. And, and But also it's just drawn out. It's just like, what happened? Oh, he went to the planet and he... It, it almost seemed like they just didn't have a way to integrate Bo-Katan mm. organically. So they had to come up with, oh, he gets captured, Grogu goes and gets her. Yeah. And then he he bathes in the water and she sees the mythosaur in the right. waters, yada, yada, yada. And now we've got to episode three. The third episode hits, like, I'm already kind of like, all right, what's going on with the story? Let's move the story along. Two does end rather strangely abruptly because he just goes into the water, falls in, she rescues him. Now we get back to this third one at, called The Convert, which has this slam bang action opening of... Bo-Katan and him in this, you know, crazy space battle, which, you know, I mentioned, I said, another example of how things that are on streaming nowadays, which is the equivalent of TV, are equal to anything in the movies, because that CGI and that would have been, that would have been 10 years ago only, that would have been a major Hollywood production, and now they're just doing it for whatever streaming show they want. But most of that act, that action happens, and the meat of this episode is a uh, is a flip of the script in which we find Dr. Pershing, character from the previous seasons, uh, having apparently in sort of an Operation Paperclip, <clears throat> which Operation Paperclip was a thing where they brought Nazis, uh, former scientists, and other people who aided the, the 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 Nazi regime over to the United States and you know other Western allies because they needed their knowledge during the Cold mm-hmm. War. So you're getting that kind of vibe. Oh hey, it's the New Republic, and they're trying to reintegrate you know, former members of the Imperial Order into the day-to-day. And you get Dr. Pershing, a scientist who maybe is a little obsessive, a little whatever about his thing. He was the guy helping Gideon with Grogu and experiments. And he's not, it, apparently he's chafing a little bit under the fact that he can't do the work that he was doing. Right. And you get this other character, Ilya Kane, who was a subordinate of Gideon that we'd seen in previous seasons. Um... And long story short, which just as I'm just going to say, that's the problem. Oh, she was actually playing him for some reason to get him in trouble. And once he gets in trouble, we get into a very weird area of, oh, hey, I'm, you know, at first it was like, hey, the New Republic is really cool. They're integrating these people. They're giving them food and shelter. They're providing for them. The, you know, blah, 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 blah. But apparently step out of line once and their brain, they're, they're doing something to your brain. And I'm going like. This is weird writing for, I mean, if the point of Mando had always been some sort of like, like the, maybe on the show, let's say in my hypothetical, 
Mandalorian started out, and it had always had this sort of like the Republic and the Empire. They're no different. It's the same thing, different, you know, just a different label. But it hasn't had that, and we know that that's not the point of Star Wars. But that's my question: is like, and, and again, questions. Is it about do do we see Gideon uh, 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 works here, or is this just about you know this is no this is just a side story of well I think I think I think his I think the machinations are with her. There's no doubt that she she's still under orders. Has to be in my opinion. I don't think it's a she was captured because she because here's the interesting thing. As far as I know, she wasn't captured. We didn't see her get captured in the previous seasons. No. We saw them board Moff Gideon's ship and him get captured. We don't know what, you know, what, I mean, a theory of mine would be like, you know, uh, they fake his death and she's got like, she's got to take his body to Gideon, wake him up. Oh my God. You know, and like, ha, she wants to clone Gideon. Well, yeah, but what's the point? What, what, get, um, the point, the whole point of purging is like, you need his brain more than anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and his knowledge, uh, now, and yet here it was, she was turning up the torture device, the, the therapy device slash torture device that the new Republic uses overall, my issue, um, is the pacing of it. Like, I don't think we needed a whole episode to do this stuff with Pershing for what they did. And if they were going to do that, you know, this would be fine. Had it been fine. Had it been as an idea, as a story part, if it had been threaded through the previous episodes, you could have probably you could have rather than just right, one yeah, big yeah, chunk. Yeah, one big right. chunk. It could have been you pop in with, you know, you pop in with Pershing a little bit, get us up to speed on what his life is, that he's in this, you know, thing with the New Republic. And that's fine. And then it would have been built into this finally we get to the you like you could have done this episode, should have just been her and him going to the junkyard. Well, his original arc, Pershing's original purpose was that, you know, uh Gideon wanted Something with Grogu's something blood. Something with Grogu's blood, right? You know, look, I, I, there has to be something there. What about his blood? You know? Yeah, we got to well, continue that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, um, uh, and of course, listen. I mean, the moment you get into like, we have to clone Jedi. It's got Palpatine written all over it. You know? Um, yeah, I am wondering if you, they, you know, if what I'm saying would, like, if they would hit, if they people have been saying that for a while, right? Once since Grogu was introduced as Baby Yoda. Mm. And he's like, oh, there's an Imperial remnant that's really, really interested in cloning and his blood and yada, yada. It's like, well, if you were trying to do something with Palpatine or God forbid, you know, uh, uh, Snoke, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if anything, Snoke works better than Palpatine. It works yeah, better. Yeah, the yeah. idea right. of like, like, I guess you could say maybe there could be a thing where the, the Imperial remnant that found Palpatine and they are like, oh, we need Grogu type blood to keep him alive because yeah. we found him like crushed under. I'm under the Death Star, which is yeah, and that is the <laughs> that is the the Star Wars cinematic hole is uh, because they ended the whole entire saga very badly, right? And it's like uh, Palpatine comes back and uh, they got to fight him again, right? Just cause. Filoni is a part, the type of person that would be like, okay, you know, how can I fix this? How, how can, can I, I make this, this? better? And, and I could totally see exactly. him inter having, I could totally see there being some, some part of him going, I need to redeem all of that shit. Yeah, Cause he's yeah. done that with the right. prequels material. Right. That has been his MO is yep. to do that with the prequel. And it's like, this wasn't so great. I can make it better. I can increase yeah. its quality. But for the show itself, I'm not so far. I've not been feeling it 
as a whole each episode. I've just been kind of like, I don't know what's going on with the Like the story doesn't feel as like, I think that what they covered in this, they could have done in two episodes. It's just been filled like long drawn out with a lot of like fillerish kind You're, of material. Yeah. I'm like, um, it would, it would have felt like it was two episodes mashed into one and, and neither of those episodes really related to each other either. Yeah, exactly. So it could have been like its own episode randomly. Yeah, because we have the, we had the in this you know this third episode was we had the Bo-Katan. It started yeah, with Bo-Katan right. and and the Mando, but now that's not to the, say that thing interesting things um, aren't yes. happening, right? Like for example, especially that ending. Yeah. Uh, how do I know that you you went to the waters of Mandalore, right? You know, like um, uh, the the living waters. I've got proof. Okay, you're Mandalorian again. So are you, Bo-Katan. Yes. And we joked like, like uh, you know, like breakfast will be at 9 a.m. <laughs> you can pick up your complimentary towel. And the Wi-Fi password <laughs> is, is the way. This is the way. Because <laughs> um, the episode's name was The Convert. And it definitely you could, that was smart because it did cover a lot of things. Yeah. You had like, did it. Bo-Katan being accepted into, you this know, covert, this yes. covert. It's like, it's interesting. Like, like, wow. Yeah. He tells her, he says, and look, and she's like, not even, she doesn't even care. She's like, well, or am no, I really? I mean, I remember she's, I she's a, she's, she's of the ruling house who's lost her pack. Mm-hmm. Right. She's been, by the way, uh, this is also a thing on the internet. It's like, is that, is that all Bo-Katan's been doing? It's like, she just sits on her throne and no one yeah, shows her, up. Yeah, exactly. Like she lost her followers. Now she's just brooding. She's brooding. Right. So this is a, you know, whatever else you want to say is she, she could be, she's the type who is, she's still political. Right. So if she can, is it possible to see her go, look, if all I got to do to raise an army is keep the, is keep the freaking helmet on, I'll do that. Maybe that could be a thing. Like she could be like, oh, they look by all the, and again, the, this group that, you know, Mando is a part of is very rule bound that, you know, mm-hmm. as a cult is, you know, and as long as you're operating <clears throat> under the rules, she could, she like, how do we know that she like, like, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, is are we going to get some, some girl Mando on Mando action with the armorer versus Bo-Katan? Cause I could see a story developing where Bo-Katan wants the leadership position there. And the armor is like, all, oh. he, all she has to do is to take that sword and she's got herself an army. And then once you have that, like, you know, that, that basically that, um, that inner army, yeah, you can just go, all right, let's go, let's go get our people back. And then so, we will rule. So Bo-Katan is, she, she's, 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 she's the, uh, she's the Danny Targaryen is what you're saying. Uh, you, you bring something really interesting up, like, because she's very political about it, you know? Uh, also, let me also point out, um, it's something that Jonathan didn't get to see. It's like, when I watched the first and second episode and Jeremy Martin and I, uh, were going back and forth about this, uh, Everyone was very easy with the dark saber, and then you go, wait, but Jim, Mandalorian got- is the only one who struggles with this. Why is that? You know, uh, everyone. Yeah, because Bo- well, Bo Katan has been shown she trained with it in the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, but she didn't. Ah, she hasn't held it in years, and she, you know, when she rescued him, but I could she never was understand- just slipping it around like no problem. And I could never understand like what is this thing about Dinjajar, and it's like you know, like, like where as soon as he ignites a thing, it's like. 
it's like it's like bricks. Well, well, head. Ed, I think when uh, when Yoda proper shows up in some sort of flashback scene or whatever, or <laughs> you know, comes down through the force to explain it to him, because you know mm. that's gonna happen. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Struggle with the with the dark saber to you, or or Ed, are we getting a setup? Or more Luke. That has been uh, rumored, right? Since cool, it began, like cool, even before cool. the season started. You know, started. like I could say at least at least a guest shot, at least one of those. Like he pops in and is like, "I need you to train me to use the to use the lightsaber." And it looks like, "All right, I'll do it." But then he's like, "They have one lesson." Or Ahsoka and, pops up. I mean, right? They're, and they're then I was just about Ahsoka. to say he'll go to Luke, and then Ahsoka will be like, you know, I mean, Ahsoka. I think it's uh, we're getting that towards the end of the year, like like the right, the later that's part that's of the year. Right. So and it's coming really fast. What, what might be? Like, who knows. I just overall, I gotta say this, like the show is, is good in terms of production value and everything else has been before casting and so forth, but the pacing is off on this and not a lot has happened for me, you know, at the most that was, and, and in a weird way and in, they flipped all of the expectations and not in a good way. Like I said, I was kind of like, oh, I guess the big quest here is going to be getting to Mandalore, finding the droid to do. And it was like, no, that's done. <sighs> Like you did it. That's out of the way. Episode three, moving on. I, so far that's been my issue. It's not horrible, but I don't think it has moved the ball forward as much as, and disappointing also because, uh, like we said, this last episode was about an hour. The two previous ones were about 38 minutes each. So it's like, you only gave us two of those installments at 38 minutes. It wasn't really a lot for me for a lot of true. Like I, I, like that, that has been my biggest um, yeah, I, that's also with a lot of other Disney stuff. It's like, oh, it's done. It's only 38 minutes. Yeah. And you got a half you know. about three and you know, remember yeah. it's about three minutes of credits. <laughs> right. It is. <laughs> but so at really, the same time, it's say like, it opened up with a bang. Yes, it did. It did open up with, it did open up and that was fine. But no, you said that's what you, that goes to your point when you said it felt like two episodes because it opens up with this thing mm. and then. It's about 25, 30 minutes of not that. It's something else yeah. with the with the doctor and uh, and Kane. The I climax. It, it it was an early climax, <clears throat> and then the rest was kind of kind of boring. That's you know what, what I mean? all my dates say. But we are, but we are like because we're we're <laughs> swimming in the wake of Pedro Pascal's the Pedro Pascal essence. Indeed, indeed. You know, and we will cover the next part of that Pascal essence when we come back after these words from friends. <laughs> Ghost Dog Studio, another friend of the show, or should I say the mother of To Be Continues a Fanboy Podcast website, Tamara, runs Ghost Dog Studio. From film scoring and editing where imagination, sound, and ideas converge, that's ghostdogstudio.com. Go to ghostdogstudio.com. Freddy's Bar, a Brooklyn local institution located at 652 Fifth Avenue, Park Slope, Brooklyn. If you're thirsty and if you're looking to support local artists and musicians, come on over to Freddy's or check them out at freddysbar.com. Now, Johnny, you and I, we've played gigs here, right? Yeah. And they've got a whole back room full of live entertainment. So after a long week at working from home during these times, close up and come hang out with your buddies at Freddy's Bar. That's freddysbar.com. And we're back. 
And uh, yes, we are. This particular junction, we're going to, uh, you know, Miguel's going to sit Mi- back, stuff Miguel into a into a closet somewhere, <laughs> pretty much. And because <laughs> I have not been keeping up with The Last of Us, uh, but these guys have. And I have to say, like, look, it's we're we're in the middle of a Pedro uh, a Pedro Pascalessance. You can't escape him. We can't escape him. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. And it's funny, you know, like it's, uh, so it's Oscars were just this past Sunday. And I think you said to me, it's like, yeah, I don't understand. Like, what is this guy in his, his fashion choices? You know, and I, it's, he's Argentinian, right? That's, he's part Argentinian. Chilean. He's Chilean, Chilean. And he was on Hot Ones. This is part of the whole. Which I did watch. Which I did watch. Which is part of the whole, like, he's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly I turned, like, again, his algorithm and, like, they knew. It's like, you like Pedro Pascal, so you're going to want to see this. And he wears what? Like, a neon pink (laughs) shirt and suit combo. And I said, oh, man, that South American is coming out of him hard right now. Well, the funny thing is, it's uh, so um, whoever his agent is now, right? He's on top of the world. He's he's got his hands and everything. So apparently, the numbers came in with uh, with with uh, the ratings for Last of Us. Yeah, The Last of Us for y'all, for those of you who didn't know, usually it's on it drops on a Sunday. It came on the same time as the Oscars. Okay, and the the numbers came in, and I think it was like uh, like eight some 8 million viewers, which was huge. And uh, they talk about this on the John Campia show. You can go watch that. Normally in the, the case with um, a season finale, right? Or episodes leading up to the season, season finale, the last of us in terms of ratings has been pretty up there. And yeah, sometimes they'll get into like, you know, like there's an episode where, Nick Offerman, you know, had an episode where he plays one of these characters, but it's also a, um, a, um, an LGBTQ type of t- type of episode. And of course, the haters are out there, right. and that would cost some dip in in, in, in the, the ratings. reviews and the ratings. Yeah. So the season finale hits, and it's pretty much up there, matched up. And look, I think a lot of networks in the past have said, "Oh no, we're not. We can't go up against." The Oscars, right? Yeah, you know, it's just it's just bad. It's just, it, like there's, there's no, no counter programming for that. But now, with but HBO, streaming, yeah. they had a win, right? And right now, that sh- and it's on t- and for those of us who um, watched the season finale, we're like sort of just just curled up in a corner and saying, "What am I going to get the second one? What am I going to get the second one?" By the way, for those of you who don't who don't know, I think it was dropped by um, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann one of those guys, the creators of the show, uh, that we're getting season two and three, or at least they're going to, what they're going to do with season two is they're going to, they're going to stretch those into two separate stories. As far as us gamers, you and I know, John, there are only two of them. Uh, you haven't sent, you have you said you haven't played the second one yet, but you do know of it, right? Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Joel dies in the second game, right? Because no. because the story is about Ellie and mm. uh, the girl who is related, who is the daughter of the doctor that was going to operate on Ellie, who dies at the hands of Joel, right? And we do see that see that in the in this uh, season finale, and somehow they've got to be able to to do something with that. Uh, I. I think what's going to happen is it's going to be a George R.R. R. Martin type of situation. 
because look, this is the last of us. Uh, video games aren't created nearly as fast as books are, right? No, between last of us one and two, like eight, 10 years, 10 years, 10 years. It's crazy. Um, wow. Okay, so they don't. So in other words, they don't have. You think George like George, like the like the Song of Iron Fist books? They don't have the ending yet. They don't. Well, there is an ending to the video games, right? But like again, like for HBO, but to go season three, season four. They're gonna have to go well after the for games. A property yeah. like The Last of Us, yeah. and it's again, it's it's it was able to rival the Oscars. HBO, uh, the or the people behind HBO and Warner Brothers, and they're now saying like. Oh wow, we need more of this. We're gonna give. We're prepared to to to, to give money to pay um, for for this sort of content to to to, to be created. But you know, as far as source well, material, it has goes, become very much. It's filled that Game of Thrones niche, hasn't it? It has. Maybe maybe even more than House of Dragons, quite frankly, because I think that the the impact in the wider culture and social media for Last of Us, I think it's bigger than House of Dragons was. And I haven't even, like I said, I've not kept up with the show, but it's well, again, definitely the gamers. Your, your, it's all the, the gamers alone. I mean, there are millions of us, right? Yeah. You know, and um, on top of that, there are non-gamers that jumped in on the bandwagon who have said that they've liked it, right? So, as a as a fan of the game, and John, did you did you? I don't know. Did you play the Did you play the game? He played the first. I played one. the first one. Yeah. All right. So, and you guys are much more in tune with gaming than I am. How did you feel this season accomplished as an adaptation? Because I don't th- have we have very we, have, have cleverly. We, okay, okay. And here's the thing: like, uh, case in point. So there are these scenes where um, they're going. Um, okay, there's one particular episode where, in order to get from one side of town to the other, they have to climb through the scraper. Right? They have to get go up to the to. Uh, I'm sorry, a skyscraper. And um, while they're going through the skyscraper, like you and I, we play the games. We're like, oh, we've been here. Mm-hmm. And what do you, uh, uh, as you're playing, it's like you open up a, a cabinet, you're collecting I- items and you're building weapons as you go along, right? You know, here, that sort of stuff is like, they, you know, they just pan through. They don't really get into- because well, it's not a game, obviously. Yeah, yeah. you don't see Pedro, you don't see Joel going, oh, check this out, Ellie. Wow, this is, a-. now there are moments where they go, Wow, this is awesome! You know, like like there's a com- remember the comic book that yeah. Ellie's one, like they yeah. they there are scenes where she's like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" This comic book, you know, and then she's she's uh, she's collecting him along the way and she's reading him. Um, there's a screen for screen comparison from the video game to what you see on on HBO. Uh, he's driving, and uh, the comic book that she gets. She's reading it, uh, uh, not even a comic book. It, I think it was a girly magazine, right? You know, and uh, and it's like, and there was a joke. It's like, oh man, these pages are stuck together. And Joel's oh, like, God. And, and Joel's like, uh, 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 you know, it's like, um, ah, I'm just fucking with you, Joel. You know, <laughs> and so like that was that is was just remarkably taken from the video game, right? You know, so there are a lot of scenes like that. Uh, a lot of those little moments where you're playing the game, they just move. Now, uh, I will will say this, though. You know where I felt mostly like that? Episode one, where they're driving through the mayhem and they make a right here. It's like, make a right. No, shot for shot. This road's closed off. You know, those are those are the cinematic cuts, right, Uh, uh, of the video game. Mm -hmm. And they've taken a lot of those and 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 have really 
put those in the show. That gave me goosebumps that first episode. Yeah, you know, and have also expounded on those too, you know, and have done things differently as well. Um, what are what are what are the big deviations? What are the things that that were done in the game that you felt the LGBTQ were like- episode so was a big the, okay? So there's uh, Nick Offerman shows up, I think, in the third episode. He's a he's a character, a survivalist who befriends Joel. They do a back, a uh, 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 like a flashback episode that's not even in the game. Mm-hmm. How they became friends and all, and so um, there's a, so that character uh, in the video game. Joel meets him and it's like, it's like, uh, God damn it, Joel, you know, what are you doing here? Blah, 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 you know? And there's a scene where, you know, um, there's, there's, there's a guy that's, that just sort of hung himself and Joel's like, do you know him? Yeah. He's my partner. Oh God. I hate seeing him like that. It was just like, he's my partner. And from the game or for the show? For for the game. That was a, that's from the cinematic cut. They took that and made that into an entire beautiful one of the, if not the most beautiful um uh like that could have been a standalone episodes. movie indie movie yeah so such a beautiful yeah, yeah. because it was uh, it was uh predicated on this uh, whole backstory that how did this person who's now dead become Nick Offerman's mm-hmm. partner mm-hmm. and they tell this story this beautiful story you know, and uh, and then the performances and the script that was written about it, um, there are deviations like that. You know, there are a lot of, and that's the thing sprinkled sprinkled throughout the whole entire eight episodes. There are backstories. How did this come about? And the, these are things that weren't necessarily in the game. N- not yeah, necessarily. Uh, the one that's, if not the biggest one. Ellie, the protagonist, the female protagonist of this, they give her an origin story that we never get in the video games, which is what? They take Ashley Johnson. Yes, Ashley Johnson from the Seaver family, you know, the, the little girl from the Seaver family, and also of the Avengers, right? You know, um, uh, and all, she was also mm. in the Blacklist, I believe, right? She's a blonde haired actress. She was the voice of the original Ellie on the video game. She plays the mother of Ellie, and they do this whole flashback story of how. She's, um, you know, she was pregnant with her and, and how does Ellie come to this, how is she born with this immunity? Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and all we see, it's like, you know, she's, um, uh, the mother is attacked by, by this, by this cordyceps zombie. And, uh, and then she gives, as that happens, uh, she gives birth. Right. Mm-hmm. And then manages to hold on. Until and I forget the name of the uh, um, uh, the the Firefly the the woman from the Firefly. What's her name? Like the, you know she's she's the, she's the black character from she's the like Fireflies. One of the leaders. Yeah, I forget By the way, name. that actress played herself in the video game. So there's a lot of that. Nice. There's a lot of like homages and just you know just paying homage and honor to while still doing it while thing. still doing its own thing. You know. And it's like, oh wow, this is this is amazing. This is so Ellie gives birth to Ellie, you know, like it's and yeah. So uh, oh yeah, and then who gets cut in the neck was a cleaver. Yeah. So like, and then uh, any other? I'm trying to think of what other uh, deviations. Um, and what do you mean by deviations? Like, does it break off? Well, I mean, like again, uh, like it, it, well, we are at an interesting juncture here yeah. where we can have an adaptation of a video game. 
that is apparently satisfying the hardcore people who enjoyed the game because it sticks to the source. It right. does but stick to the source. Is 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 going beyond that? People who have never played the game yeah. or watching the story. Um, you know what it is. I think you get a lot of people like me who loved The Walking Dead and just wished they would pull out a new season that was good. I just <laughs> never did. And then, like after seasons five or six. You're so angry and frustrated. But that, that's why I brought up Game of Thrones yeah, also yeah. in the sense of like, again, it's like beyond the genre of like, like you specifically were like, I want something Walking Dead style. But I think there's also like, no, there was a better, thirst in, in the, in the audience out there for that Game of Thrones Walking Dead kind of replacement. But here's the, here's the thing though, John, like, you know, how many times have the zombies showed up? I would say like Three, while they're always in the background, that's always a danger mm-hmm. of this particular universe. You know, um, we it's don't. The, it's the human drama. That's yeah, the human. Drama. Yeah, and on top of that, the we probably get like maybe less than a handful of times where there's like a rush of zombies. Oh my god, mm-hmm. we're being chased by zombies. Less than a handful of times. Yeah. The the biggest one that I remember is the uh, the one with um, by the church uh, at night, and then all the. Zombies come up from the Well, ground. okay, so there's a there's a particular episode where um uh uh it's the one where Henry and his brother, you know, yeah, like yeah, right yeah. right, you know. And there's so there's this group um in the background the, the, that have sort of risen up to this to uh to to uh to overthrow the fascist Fedra like yeah. units, right? You know, and then they've created their own little society, and it was run by. I'm trying to think of her name. Yeah, what was her name? She's in Yellow Jacket. She's in I Yellow like, Jacket. She's a very, like she's, yeah, jacket, she's a famous uh, Australian actor, um, Melanie Linsky, right? You know, um, who is is the leader of this of this Firefly um, uh, offshoot yeah, outpost, right? Yeah. You know, and uh, and by the way, she's a great performance, and mm-hmm. she's she's very like cutthroat and. And like, you know, like if I don't get my answers, I'm going to shoot you right in the head, that sort of thing. It would take three seasons of Walking Dead to do what Last of Us did in one season. Well, a lot of these characters, like go back to the Melanie Linsky character, right? You know, um, so, so this particular episode, uh, they are hot into tails. They're trying to find, um, a, uh, a traitor, right? Right. Because... Her brother was killed, and she's trying to find the guy that was responsible. And guess what? That guy, he's got he's got a he's got a little kid brother with him. Um, and uh, they 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 chase him all the way up until this point, right? You know the the there's this house, and That's Joel very video game right That's in the video right out of the there's video this house, Perfect. and then Joel yeah. Joel gets there and he manages That's to take over rifle. the sniper the sniper rifle, and then there's this moment it's like, wait, what's going on? Uh, and now in a video game, it's like uh, he, you're sniping out, and then the zombies are coming, right? To protect Ellie, to protect yeah. him, to, to protect to protect Ellie. Mm-hmm. Here it's like you're sniping out, and then wait, what's going on? Because and there's an underlying um, a narrative where somehow, and this is something they don't really they don't really explain. There, the, there's a ton. The whole entire area has sort of been tunneled out buried, by buried, buried with them? zombies. Yeah, and there's this really nail biting nail-biting scene where Melanie Lindsay's like, okay, you know what? I'm done with you. I'm, I'm going to kill you right now. And then you hear oh, this like rumbling. A sinkhole, right? A, like a, a sinkhole. sinkhole. Yeah, and yeah. it out of nowhere, 
a billion zombies come out of nowhere. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> Wait. And then the big bloater comes out. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're like, holy fuck. Because for you for guys like you and me, you know what the bloaters uh, do, right? You know, It takes a lot to kill them. And, uh, and she dies. Right? Mm -hmm. And uh, now it's about, we got to get, like everyone else, like all the protagonists, they've got to run. Right? You know? And, uh, and that's in the story too, right? That's in the video game also. And then you get to the part where, um, towards the end of the episode where Ellie, it's been revealed to Ellie that the little boy has been bit and there's that really, um, uh, really sad. Uh, well, she's like, maybe my blood could save Yeah, him. Yeah. She cuts herself and like, yeah. puts her But then blood. we all know what happens. It's like, oh dear. He, you know, like the morning's going to come. And it's like, Henry, are you okay? You okay? You know, and then and then it's like, you know, and then the brother just can't deal with it. The older brother can't deal with it. And and he 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 shoots himself in the head, right? Spoilers, everyone. Spoilers. Yeah. And then this was the finale? No. This was this was episode, this was like episode four. four. Okay, all right. <laughs> this is episode four. So getting getting into well, where we are the finale, where where does the show leave? you off that you guys are so like on pins and it's like, we need to know what, what happens. We well, know, we, we already gotta, know what's going to happen. We got to move. Right? No, but I'm saying that right. it, it, so, it stopped at a point where you're like, I want more. I need to get to the next okay, part. Okay. So, well, it's um, an intense I'm more interested very... because, and that's the, it's a curse of just knowing, knowing how the plot is right. You know, um, the video game is, uh, because the whole point of the, the whole point of the show was Joel taking this, this secondary character, Ellie, mm -hmm. who was not secondary. She's primary. Um, I've got to take her to point B because this is a, this is a broken man who lost his daughter who's suddenly responsible for another girl about the same age as his daughter. It starts out as a job, and but and it just turns into something else. Into they have a strong relationship, right? Almost father daughter. And I would say end. this though: the uh, so yeah, the ultimate journey was I've got to take cargo. this girl. I've got cargo, to, right? I've, yeah. yeah, she's cargo. I got to take this girl to this point because that's the job that that's I was I was given. And right? I'll get a battery maybe. Um, but because of the episodes, especially the <laughs> it pen... It was at first. Especially, it was like a battery for a tank or something. Especially the penultimate episode, <laughs> the episode before the season finale where um, where Ellie encounters the cult, the Christian cult, yeah. right? Which, Which is to a, me was like, that's this is the governor episode when I was drunk. Exactly. Parallels right. to Walking Dead. So and, uh, uh, there's uh, basically just to wrap, just to really summarize the penultimate episode, Joel is mortally wounded. She needs to find medicine. She comes across this cult leader, right? This Christian cult leader who offers a trade. Yeah, uh, because Ellie was was hunting and has this has this deer smack the hell out of like a thirteen year old girl who's who was yeah. crying about her dad. So <laughs> he just smacks Ellie's her. like, I'll like I'll trade you medicine for the for the for the meat because you're called you know they're you're you're called starving right you know, uh -huh. and that and that turned into a whole whole shit show, yeah. um because uh um uh because she ends up getting kidnapped and. Oh yeah, they're a cult because they're eating people. Oh, they're cannibals. Yeah. They're cannibals, right? You know, and she manages to escape, and then there's this whole scene of rage of like, you know, because Ellie's Ellie manages to survive, and she's beating the cur she's just pummeling the crap out of David, the cult leader, mm -hmm. 
And then this is the, the, the there's a there's a difference. Like in the video game, it's like you know Joel grabs her and it's like it's me, it's me. You know, in 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 the show, it's they really she left walks her out. Alone. They really left her alone. That yeah, episode. like she to walks out. She walks out and she's in shock. And mm-hmm. and Joel's Joel grabs her. It's like baby girl, it's me. Baby girl, it's me. And at that point, you go, oh, she's now the surrogate daughter. Right, yeah. she's no longer cargo anymore. And then you get into to the to the last episode, which is you know, okay, here's that relationship now. You know, she's she's in shock. She's gone through something, and the whole time it's like, Ellie, if there's something you want to talk about, you know, I'm here for you. And uh, it's like, no, let's finish this. You know, we got to get to the hospital again. We don't know what's going to happen for for those of you who haven't the, seen the mission is. That she may possess something in her blood that could be a cure, the, the cure or for resistance the disease. for the disease. So when Joel finds out that they're going to operate, but they have to go into her brain and yeah. basically cordyceps are only in the brain. Ah, okay. So he, it's one of those. Uh, part one is let's get her to this thing. Oh, yeah. this should be. Oh, we should have a happy ending. Oh no, no. I've got to save her. No, from the thing. But I it's, brought her yeah. here to but be. It's, yeah. But and here's where. So he's the, like, wait a minute. I brought her to the slaughter. He, and here's and a he, con- he goes, he and here's a conversation that I know fanboys and pe- fans of the show are having right now. People are kind of like torn. Uh, Joel shouldn't have like murdered everyone, you know. And the other kind, the, the other side of that is like, no, you know, Joel, Joel should have let her, you know, because God. let let her, yeah, because this would have saved the world, you know, because she was she was the key to salvation, right, you know. Right. And um, and people one person dies, so you can maybe cure everybody. Yeah. Now in a video game, you have no choice but to save her, right? That's the whole <laughs> That's point. The game. That's yeah. the game. Here, the show leaves you, you know, being able to have that, you know, have that debate, mm-hmm. and it's because of that there's sophistication in that, and I think, um, and now it's like, oh wow, this is. This has gotten. This has really kind of uh, gotten interesting, you know. And I wonder if so. The the end. The story ends with our characters where exactly for the season. Joel murders everyone in that in that hospital. Murders everyone in that hospital to, and and rescues her, and then brings and she ends up. Um, he ends up bringing back because um, there's in in the middle, there's a sanctuary that's uh, run by his brother, his brother and, his and and his wife. And uh, it's like you know I'm going to take you back home. Baby girl, you know, and and uh, and they even they even include the whole the whole point of Ellie because she's really she you know she's gotten she's pretty intelligent here and she's like Joel, what really happened? You know, you tell me what I need you to honestly tell me. You know, uh, did uh, um, did everyone die? Yeah, you know, everyone died because uh, Fedra appeared and and everything went bad. You so know, she lied to, he lied to her about how how she got rescued. Yeah, because if she had known that she would have she she would have been the like uh, the, the the reason that he went yeah, on this right. kill crazy rampage. Yeah, if she had known that she was the key to the cure, she would have gone through the, the operation. So there's that, oh, right? Yes. And so. And by the way, that that rings throughout the second game. You know, it's like she's got issues with Joel because, like, you never gave me that choice. You 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 took that choice away from me. But to be fair, she didn't know she was going to die from the operation, so they didn't Initially, give her a choice either. But now she knows, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, so she has. Enough. There's that suspicion, uh, uh, and uh, the second game does begin with like a you know they're, they're sort of on really not great terms. 
you know, um, because, and she carries that, the weight of that guilt, um, that because, you know, she could have been the key to, to, to the cure, you know, um, I am really excited. I not excited about waiting two years, two years, you know, because federal, these things will have something else in between. He'll have about. something in between, you know? Um, so we are definitely leading into the, they covered the storyline for the first game in this first season. It's basically uh, one to one, right? Whole entire, yeah. The whole entire game is in this season. The whole entire game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. so looking forward, any predictions for season two? I have no idea. Again, but like, it would naturally be assumed to be a, built around well, uh, one thing's, the, one the, thing, the, the second game. One thing's of interesting. The, so uh, a major character in the second game is Abby, who is the doctor who's supposed to operate on, on Ellie. Um, he, he's got a daughter. And it's her vengeance story. In the second game. Now, how would Abby know if everyone died? Um, because she was like in the next room or something oh, like that. Oh, she was you know? hanging out. Yeah, she was hanging out. It's like, Abby, your dad's dead, you know. And so Jeez. she goes on this whole <laughs> journey of like, I've got to find who killed my father. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? He's got a daughter, you know, like I like I I, I can care any I, I can care less about her. Um, here's the thing. By the time the second game the, with the second game, Abby's aged a little bit. So um, now the question is, will Bella Ramsey be, uh, how would Bella Ramsey look in two years? Mm. Right. Would she be able to handle, uh, submachine guns, uh, weapons? <laughs> and so because she she's out a giant, right? Ellie, you've played the game. Mm-hmm. Ellie takes on squadrons of people, mm-hmm. right? Because of the things that she's taught, right? That's been, mm-hmm. that's been taught to her. Right. Um, and here it's like, Ellie versus Abby, it's like, oh my God, this is, and, and that gameplay has just been really, uh, it's, it's some of the best game gameplay that I've ever had. Um, what's the, what is the action like on the show in comparison to like what they're doing in a game? Because um, it's a modern game, so it's not all button mashing and it's, you know, but in terms of that, how is it as, you know, in terms of adapting? I would say, I would say the, um, so the action isn't like, you know, Mandalorian action. Like, you know, you don't see sword fights or anything like that. If anything, it's more of like a nail biting. There are zombies coming. Hide, can't make a sound. You're, he's on a sniper, he's not a sniper rifle, you know, and we got to get from there. you like, I got to get them to here from point A to point B. Cover my six. Yeah. It's a lot of that. So they're really quick action scenes right like you you mentioned like the the, the scene with the car mm-hmm. you know they're very nail biting i would have to say and they don't take up a good part of the episode the episode again more of the human drama at the forefront yeah it's a lot of the, the human drama if anything you know okay. uh the walking dead it's a lot of you know oh let's see let's see how they're uh, walking down a road and then randomly daryl nixon is you know yeah you know for like, no reason yeah like uh we've got a blow bridge time yeah, yeah. You know, or we've got to, you know, hey Glenn, let's see if you can clear a path, you know, by <laughs> from so that we can so that we can make the run. You oh, know, sorry about that, Glenn. <laughs> we'll be seeing you in we'll be seeing you in the Marvel Universe. Yes, though. we'll be seeing you in Marvel Universe. <laughs> but I'm I'm particularly I'm very I've been satisfied and I'm sad at the same time. I'm I'm cr- I'm curled up in the corner. I don't know about you, John. Two years. That'll flow by. That'll flow that'll, by. That'll fly. Yeah. We'll, he'll we'll, he'll be the Beyonder and. 
in Secret Wars, Pedro Pascal. I mean, me and Ed were having a discussion. I said, "We want Pedro Pascal as the Jerry Curl Beyonder from so, Secret Wars 2. There's uh, the Marvels working on something called Secret Wars, and Secret Wars is basically where a demigod has collected Marvel superheroes and villains so that they can. And just the sequel fight it story had that supposed creation showing up on Marvel Earth, and oh way. He's got like a he's got a jerry curl and and if I show you what the Beyonder looks like, me, uh, uh, John, you can you will say, oh yeah, I can see, I can see Pedro Pascal as the Beyonder. I mean, seriously, I can also see Elvis as the Beyonder. It <laughs> <laughs> went to the same tailor. Uh, so overall, you guys, you know, had a very good response, and and it seemed that the public in general had a very strong response to yeah. this season. And like I said, I think it. In my opinion, have not even seen it. It has it very much slid into the Game of Thrones niche of this is water cooler um, programming. People want to talk about it; they're passionate about it. Um, knock on wood. Let's hope it it has a better ending than. So why haven't you it. seen it, Miguel? Just laziness. Anyway, <laughs> protect Pe- Pedro at all costs. Protect Pedro at all costs. At exactly. all costs, he is half of Hollywood right now. Practically. And uh, we'll come and talk about the other half of Hollywood yes, as soon as we get yes, back. Yes, we'll have a great conversation. With these words from friends. Friends. <laughs> Orphan Guitars. Local friend of the show, Alex, who works at Orphan Guitars, can help you find out what you're looking for, whether vintage or the right musical equipment for your needs, brand names from Fenders to Gibsons, electric guitars, basses, guitar amps, just head over to 493 Court Street at OrphanGuitars.com. You know, John, they've also helped with the community making donations to local soup kitchens in the past. Brooklyn's coolest guitar shop. That's OrphanGuitars.com. Ah, we have returned to a galaxy far, far away. No, that's, that. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sir, Sir Patrick, that's not, that's not the line. I don't tell me I was. Let, let me start this se- segment because you've only seen the fourth episode. I was Commander Dama. W- what we're talking about here is Picard season three, you know, coming off of a very no. lackluster. <laughs> what we're, we're really, two. really talking about is how you want me to see this show. And I've now, been so I've burned. Been saying, I have such a I've bad saying, taste in my mouth. I've been saying for the past four weeks, I'm not endorsing it. I'm not saying you should watch it, but go watch it. All right, and 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 uh, and you've only gone to see uh, um, the fourth episode, uh, the fourth episode, episode four. which I'm okay with. I'm I'm really Ed, I'm feeling okay I, about this. If complete honesty, <laughs> it is one of those things wherein I just <laughs> kept like, I I just dislike those first two seasons so much, <laughs> so very much. <laughs> That I just like, I, I'm like, what it's are like, we going to do? I could fall into no fa- fan fan service. And look, I, I mean, I've said this before on the podcast where it's like, no they, they, know, they know that they screwed the pooch two times over. And so for the, for their final trick, it's going to be like, let's, let's have a, just a complete next gen reunion. Yeah, which is pretty much what, and I and I like I really meant it when I say this. Uh, I said this to you. Uh, I don't know if I said this directly to Martin. I'm not endorsing it, but I would have to say, you know, like, uh, have I been enjoying it? Yeah, I have to say. Now, granted, do I own stock in Paramount there, there, Plus? There are yes. really, there are really, really like 
uninteresting moments in the season. Like, you know, like I, and I've been very critical about Michelle Hurd's character, uh, Rafi. I'm like, so. Yeah, a character who's just been pinballed how, around from the how beginning. How does it start off? It starts off with uh, um, uh, Picard getting a, a subspace communication. John, you're going to love this. Subspace communication from Dr. Crusher. Remember her? You know, Gates McFadden, John Luke. Uh, I'm out here in some quadrant in space. Trust no one. I'm going to have to get the help of William T. Riker. Captain William T. Riker. Retired. AKA. Riker Man. Riker Man. (laughs) And so, cut to. We're in a bar, like they're in a 10 forward. They're having drinks. Jean-Luc, what's going on? I don't know what's going on, but uh, I've got this message from Beverly. Beverly. I haven't seen her in 20 and years. Notice, how I'm, notice how, I'm, how I'm sort of narrating, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, not verbatim, but I'm paraphrasing. It's like, verba- uh, um, Beverly, well, I haven't seen her in 20, over 20 years. Exposition. Exposition. Um, I am a robot. Right? Uh, what else? so we don't get to see why or how or what happened or what the fallout fallout was between Picard and Beverly, right? Other than the fact that um she's out in space with some other character. And the drop on that is Jack Crusher is, is actually is, Picard's, is Picard's son. son. Biological son. 24, 23, 25, right? Of age. I think he said he was 23. Yeah. He's a, yeah, you know. And so uh so they're out in space and they're doing some goodwill stuff. Uh they're they're protecting people or they're providing medical care for, for people and, who and are in our, trouble. And that's when our antagonists Yeah, and so like everyone comes together and then it's buddy cops with William T. Riker and Picard. And by the way. Uh, a question was asked. You don't think uh, Deanna would mind? Well, let's just say that uh, I've got some problems going on at home right now, which we're which we no explanation, right? But I am enjoying the hell out of this out of this uh, this this space. You're you're thing. getting this you're, buddy, you're, buddy you're getting something thing. of the nostalgia of these characters interacting characters in a very different way of- because because we never really got to see, you know. Will and 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 Picard just be buddies. Just be buddy equals in some sense, right? Yes. Right, you know. And uh, they're being buddies, and they're 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 they're. Uh, they decide, and oh, Will's like, I've got an idea how we can get a ship. Okay, and uh, it's the USS Titan that's run by some asshole captain. His name is Captain Shaw with First Officer Seven, seven of, of nine, nine. Yeah, Annika Hansen, right? And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, by the way, let's go back to uh, Michelle Hurd's character because she's a part of the uh, the the, the Picard (laughs) thing. And uh, so Michelle Hurd's character, Rafi, she's somehow an undercover Starfleet operative who's she's on she's she's just trying to on hunt for something that we don't really know about. Oh yeah, she discovers. Oh my God. I just witnessed a uh, a massacre back at Starfleet headquarters, right? Someone used techno- uh, technology to destroy some facility, right? To get our attention. What's that about? And she's talking to her operative, who we have no idea what, who's uh, who, who has no who's faceless. And we get the re- and it's like and you see like uh, 
uh, you have walked the way of the you, warrior. You, you, uh, you're uh, a true warrior. Yeah, all you all you see is like uh, you were just like me, a warrior. And I'm like, oh, Worf. We know who this is. She's talking to Worf. Computer. And I'm like, okay, somehow there. That's that's a bit interesting, I guess. Uh, at this point, do I sort of care? Because they do this whole thing, Miguel, where it's like. You think they're going to bring him in? In order for her, oh, they're all in. coming in. They're oh, all coming in. In. Okay. in order for her to infiltrate into uh, uh, into this underworld, uh, underbelly uh, in 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 society, that Starfleet is where where Starfleet is. You know, that's created this universe. She has she had to get into narcotics and whatever. Course, and that character is like, all right. I want you to notice something here. The good stuff you're talking about is just the nostalgia base. Yes. That that does seem to be what's drawing What's driving you, this, What's right. driving and drawing you in and other other stuff. And I got to say, I saw episode four, <laughs> right? And it's an improvement. It is a vast improvement over like from an episode from beginning to end. What that was in episode four was better than almost everything in the first two seasons. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, there might've been a couple of episodes of Picard one and two that I enjoyed, but this still was a competently done show. However, the, <coughs> the nostalgia bait stuff is the only stuff that's like, of course I care if Riker, if, if Will Riker is writing, it thinks he's saying his goodbye letter to his love, Deanna Troy. I'm, it's going to draw me in just because okay. I love Riker and Troy. But you look at everything else as a sort of mystery that they've got to run. And then above all, the fact that whatever this mystery is, is predicated on one Jack Crusher, a character you and I have zero interest in, no history with, and that they want us to be like, you know that that character, something's going to happen to him. He's going to die. Well, something's going to happen. Die, right? But also like- Or the, not die. Whatever the case is, it's going to be like, we're going to end the episode. We're going to end the season with like- at least now I know that there's another Picard. Well, there's there. there's a uh, a really underlying you know narrative with the villainy here. It's like so, who are the villains here? Because they manage the the Titan manages to um, to get to the to the heart at hand, and there's a ship run by Amanda Plummer from from uh, Pulp Fiction fame. Who Ed? Here's your Star Trek connection. Her father was the Klingon bad guy in Six. Her father was a Klingon. Christopher Plummer was, remember? He's the bad guy in Undiscovered Country. That's not her father. Christopher Plummer is Amanda Plummer's father. That's impossible because like- No, it's Plummer not impossible. <laughs> Christopher Plummer. No, I need to look this up. I had, I, okay, we are, we are now in a, in a, we are locking horns. You have your iPad- this is this is this is a live Google well, search, no, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, 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 okay. Just the wait, fact wait, wait, that wait, 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 both wait, wait. their names is Plumber should hold on, hold on, hold on. Because they wouldn't. If I'm wrong, and if I, I remember, I believe that they wouldn't Plum- accidentally use the same last wow. name. Wow! <laughs> I told you. Wow. Yes, and by the way, Ed, really? Now that I've told you it, look at his face and wow. look at her face. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Now that I'm pointed wow. out, you go like, oh yeah, okay, that knows, okay, that knows. okay, yeah. yeah that well, look, okay. Back to the villainy. Uh, John, I don't know if you used to follow uh, Deep Space Nine. Do you remember Do you remember there was a war in Deep Space Nine? I don't know if you remember anything the about that. And, 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 well, Odo's people, the cha- shapeshifters, the Dominion. The Dominion. So they brought that That element. They brought that in. Wow. I'm still stuck on <laughs> it. And the Christopher, Christopher Plummer, Plummer, Amanda Plummer thing. Holy cow. 
But right, again, now that you know it, you can't unsee it. Like her face is. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. And um, always liked Amanda Plummer yeah. a little little off in her performances, always like that. Like yeah, also, she's always she's really, a different performer she's, she's than her indie, father. She's an indie, right. Yeah, always very, you know, she finds a weird avenue into right. her characters. Uh, so, right, yeah, she's set up as some sort of, you know, antagonist working for... I love you, honey bunny. And, yeah, yeah. Everyone's you, so, right. so you're saying that so you're saying that Tim Roth is going to show up as the new Q. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's okay. Splatter wrong with that, you know? Uh, and th- what I'm trying to get is that, again, these other elements, I think, fall flat in that episode so far. I'm, I will say this, Ed. I will go back and watch to know what's going on, just to know, like, okay, because- it was more competently done than the first two seasons, but it still is well, required. It's directed by Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, yeah, and and he and he does a heck of a job. Um, the, there are so many elements that are, like I said, like like this is a big production. Yeah, you know. Um, well, that's what I was. I, that's what I. If anything, if I was selling anything, I and I did say this to you. It's an Mark, immersive next it's gen very, it's yeah. the most cinematic of any movie it better than any movie especially this episode and, and episode production four. values and 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 special effects uh and also like the way the action is handled you know it's yeah. like um uh, the ships are swooping and you know moving and all the right yeah, yeah, but, yeah. The, uh, the, the, but the inside jokes are in there it's like uh well we got to go to manual and the joystick comes up yeah. you know and uh and like i thought Riker was gonna handle that but instead like you know he exactly. decided to to keep you the, have the con. You have the con, right? So of course, I have of the con. Uh, and I do think we were joking for a long time about like before this. We were always like, Riker needs a spinoff show, right? Riker's game. Riker's game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I do think that what I saw in this episode gives me like I would want to see the Riker, the old man Riker show now. Um, he handled like not only did he do a good arc stuff in this episode with Riker, but he was directing it at the same time. He was able to split that, you know, that focus. So I, I'm down for it. But it's this is yeah this yeah, is yeah. Pro- I mean, again, it's only been four episodes, and uh, do you probably ca- another- Ed, Do you care about Jack Crusher? No, no you not at point. Not at the point. Do you is there a little bit of resentment from the simple fact like this is another problem like I think that there's some writing issues where I'm like why would you do this again Ed why you know what let me back up my real problem is again is the is is the very supposition of the show itself I never would have written a the last time Breaker, I'm sorry the last time Picard and Beverly saw each other was 20 years ago and they were estranged and they have a kid I would have. The show needed to be it, something. Completely it was different. also kind of the, the that kind of script writing is also very reactionary to the fact that uh, oh we've never given Beverly Crusher her her story, you know. Who, but Ed, you know? That, that's what I'm saying. Ed, if you had started the show with Picard and Beverly are a couple and they are working their shit through, I think it would have worked better than whatever they, they were they they were doing in the the, the first two seasons. Um. They could have called this Picard and just had it what this season is. Anyway, it should have been called Picard, but it should have been a next gen, more or less reboot with all these you know younger, different characters coming in with the older characters. Now, the only thing that the uh, we have yet to see, uh, Jordy, and we know that his daughter is helm has helm as they made. Yes, as they made 
giant pains to show. Yeah. In the, well, and, and is the actress is that really Lavar? That is that is Lavar. Okay, okay. okay. And I know there's another one that's going to be uh, that, that's also going to be featured. Um, and it's funny because with the promo stuff that we've seen, and I've said this screams. Uh, so, in terms of like like Starfleet uniforms, outfits, if, especially if you're retired. Go online, people. There's this thing where he wears this leather, like, you know, this tunic jacket. And I'm like, this screams Southern Baptist Starfleet <laughs> preacher, you know? <laughs> well, don't take my don't take my word for it. Um I I just again, I'm I there are a lot of hard I this is a show that has a hurdle for me because Next Gen means so much to me. Patrick Stewart as, 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 as Picard means so much to me. And they really shit the bed twice well, yeah, out. Yeah. And now we're and now it's like, even if this was really good, it unfortunately is like, dude, I had to wade through two seasons of absolute crap to get something even semi-interesting. Not even interesting, competent. Because I'm saying that this episode, I'm not even giving it like a glowing review. It's like, yeah, it was fine. It's good. <laughs> didn't 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 blow up my skirts exactly. Um, I am. What would this show have to do to pull it out of the nosedive for me, though? Like now, I'm at least in just because I want to well, know. I think it's like where Jack Crosser come from. What's that all about? Just because I'm a nerd boy completist, <laughs> but it's not. It's and not grabbing. Yeah. Like, How I do think, you end I think this? Nerd yeah. boy and completist. Um, it can do do some type of disservice to you. Um, because yeah, it's wasting your goddamn time. <laughs> well, like, look, I, I watched this fourth episode and I was really enjoying it because of, I was on pins and needles and just sort of like, Oh, and huh. it was well done. Yeah, it was well done. It was well done the whole, and, and you know, what? something I liked a big part that I liked was, and we've seen this a lot in recent Trek, but I think this was the most focused version of it. This was the episode, this was an episode of Trek where they were like, do you understand how scary space travel is? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because we, when, you know, we're so used to, especially next gen era Trek of it's just like, we're in a giant flying couch in space. Don't worry about it. Everything works. You know, we'd have to get, and this is getting into the holidays. Like if you're on a starship. And shit goes wrong. It gets scary real fast. It's like suddenly, like yeah, because a good part of this this episode was just uh, sort of the, like it uh, was a sinking okay, everyone, starship. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> it's time to you know count your blessings, say goodbye to your loved ones. Yeah, Riker was right. right. And by the way, Riker is coming in as a substitute captain too. So he's like, I know everyone doesn't know me here, but uh, <laughs> we're all going to die soon. <laughs> So, so if we could just get our affairs in order, I would say we... that like um, I Riker as a character, I've never really like uh, been there attached a, to. There is a blandness to Will Riker, but this is where I feel Frakes really uh, he, the seasoning because he, you're, yeah. he, which is the one the one th aspect of this show. I will say that I do look forward to, and sometimes they've pulled off the idea of like, hey. These were the great heroes of the previous generation, right? Um, with flaws, with and their Shaw, flaws, right? Shaw actually points it out. It's like, oh, he didn't tell you. Oh, Picard didn't tell, tell you, you about, about Wolf Three Five Nine. And he and goes that's like, again, yeah, and that, what that would be for these that they're both lauded as these larger than life heroes, but they are also they are real people, and we're dealing with the fallout of 
you know, that past history of them being these great, you know, great men and women who did, you know, stuff. And also in a way also doing something else I liked, um, which was, I loved Beverly's little talk where she said, you know, this is what we've, we've trained to be. Basically she said, we've yeah. always trained to be the best of the best. This right. is what our lives are. And that's always been an aspect of next gen, especially, and which then flowed <laughs> through everything else, Trek. Yeah. Of the, again, the idea of that, like idealized meritocracy, the idea that people have purpose and their purpose can be well because the economy of our time is, is quite different. Miguel. For one, for one, we don't, we do no longer have social security. We merely turn <laughs> our elderly into robots. Money, money is no longer drive in my time. Oil is. I need it <laughs> for my robot joints. <laughs> uh, but like, um, there's stuff that it's doing well. But those two seasons are hard, Brett, and even though they're doing yeah. well is not an endorsement, as you said. It's like, okay, this is competent compared to the previous other stuff. If it goes somewhere interesting, if it had, like, you know, the sad part, Ed, here is this has to be the capstone unless they give us that Riker show, which there's a, <laughs> unless I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not joking. There's a very backdoor piloty aspect of this. Of the idea that, you know, as I've stated before, how elderly, you know, Sir Patrick is. And I'm sure they want to keep, you know, milking guys our age <laughs> of money and, and Paramount Plus subscriptions. So if, you know, if this season ends and then it's like, it's like the Picard is over. There but is now, a, uh, I don't know if Come you back for Riker. There is a cause for concern because Picard is going to be done. It's Discovery's last season. I don't know if you realize. Right. What are we, you know, where- Everything's well, coming up all Anson. It's all Anson Mountain. It's all he's got, Anson he's got, at this point. His, his broad shoulders have the what? whole franchise on. And then right. what? Where, you know, it's funny that we have ended this, this would be the most further along the Trek timeline in terms of shows, right? Where we are right now. Do you continue to, do you nostalgize? Do you go Strange New Worlds and do spinoffs of that yeah, show yeah, yeah. during that period? Or do you do- sheer, Shows from that period of time. Deep Space Nine. But 2024. But, right, yeah. you know. Um, or, 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 you, in other words, Cisco, Cisco. <laughs> no, you're thinking too hard. <laughs> O'Brien, everything's all O'Brien. It's all O'Brien now. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think they're, you're right. Where's the Trek has a path now that they, they've got to choose. Do we go forward with the post Picard timeline and go forward? Do we keep doing retro? Do we do something completely different? Discovery's even opened up like the far future for them, right? Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I hope that they would do something, you know, but overall- it's not blowing up my skirt still. Okay. And it's still, you That's know, fair. I'm never going to add, there will never be a time when you and I discuss Patrick Stewart where this robot shit's not going to come up. <laughs> did you see, oh, did you see? Uh, and he do crack jokes. Like, in the, and like, if you watch the other three episodes, it's like, you know, it's like, ah, uh, oh, I hear that you're an Android now, you know, like synth or something like that. Like so, someone cracked a joke like that, you know? Yeah. And it's dumb. Well, what have we what have we got to look forward to? I guess uh, we're going to look forward to the return of Moriarty, uh, Lore. I think Brent Spiner is. Uh, uh, um, I think I gave a call to Denise Crosby. 
Maybe Denise Crosby might. Come I out. personally think that, like, that is. If you my, have Dominion, but like, see, this is the yeah. This is my issue as well. There is great potential in an idea of let's 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 tie up loose ends. Let's bring in some older, you know, enemy characters. Let's, you know, do you know, it would be, oh, dude, if it had, if they had chosen instead of Amanda Plummer, it was Denise Crosby doing that. Think of how it would have a little more weight because we'd be like, oh shit, that's right. Sila is one of those enemies mm. of his that we never got a proper ending to, you know, so dude, that. But instead, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like, just like, coasting on mediocrity with, with incredible production values. Uh, I will say also with those incredible production values, God damn it. Trek's future still seems bright. I does. I do like they're pouring money to it. It looks great. There is going to be something, <laughs> as you said, if not Cisco, then Riker, yeah, yeah. then, uh, you know, I don't know, Bashir, the series. <laughs> Where we finally get him and Andrew, you know, Garrick together. It's an intergalactic Quincy. That's what it is. Why not? Well, I will believe more. I, I will believe a lot more of, of Alexander Siddig as a ladies' man than I will Jack Klugman in a polo on a yacht. <laughs> anyway, um, that covers everything we needed to cover today. Uh, we will, we'll, we'll hopefully get, you. we'll come back to every, everything everywhere all at once. As I said, we wanted to do a show on that at some point we're going to have to, you know, this shows the doldrums that I'm in. And in general, like we're all in, uh, I guess we'll get around to quantum mania. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hey, yeah. Oh yeah. You want to yeah. go watch a movie? Oh yeah. Oh, let's uh, go watch a movie. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Shazam sequel. The I remember Shazam. that. <laughs> No, you don't want to watch that. Hey, John, we're going to do a review show. You just have to watch 21 seasons of Farscape. <laughs> uh, we, we, may, we may get around to do it. No, we did our Farscape show, so we don't have to do that joke anymore. We, uh, you know, like originally I wanted to get into some news, but be, you brought up about Shazam and stuff like that. But not, like we're not going to cover it, but Wonder Woman, she's in Shazam. And they're not, and they're not even hiding it anymore. They're, they're just like, it. it's like, yeah, uh, characters not returning to Daredevil born again. Uh, they're not um, Karen Page and and Foggy. They're not returning as characters, and they're also recasting uh, Vanessa. Uh, I think they're recasting instead of uh, Ayelet Zor. You insulted Vanessa. I for, wait, who's the actress? Oh yeah, that? I know we want to go, but uh, you're talking about the cast of the new Daredevil. Yeah. So who 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 are they axing? Uh, I know Burnthal's coming back. Burnthal is Woo! coming back. Okay. Uh, Star Wars projects have been scraped. Uh, Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins here and all along. The, the, their projects have been have been scrapped. Uh, yeah, and that I'll just say that feels Jenkins might it might be a you're toxic, maybe. But Feige obviously it's just a work. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, I can't do this because yeah. I you know, because I'm Kevin Feige. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he flies off. And he flies off. And then Stephen Yuen, that's right, Glenn from the, from the Walking, the Walking Dead. Dead, is has been cast in the Thunderbolts, in a uh, in a very important role in the, the Thunderbolts. So what they're saying, and you're and the and the hubbub is and the hubbub is either he's either the coin sentry or Amadeus Cho, right? Um, and uh, you know, uh, kudos to, to him, I guess. 
Uh, you and I both have our feelings on the Sentry, but if it's the Sentry, I think they could do something cool with them, as I said. And if it's Amadeus Cho as well, I think that that leads me to believe that there's some Hulk stuff. Although for fans of the Hulk, of, of particularly the Bruce Banner version, I don't know. Introducing Amadeus Cho with an actor like that. It's Stephen perfect. Ewan is it's perfect. It's perfect, but it's also like Stephen Ewan is a known name yeah. from a big show. Yeah. So you're saying if we want to brush Mark Ruffalo off <clears throat> and have the Amadeus Cho version of the Hulk from now on, uh, we could do that as well. Nah, we'll here, see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And uh, go watch Rennerville, <laughs> where Jeremy Renner is it Rennerville or Renovation? Oh, Renovations. That's right. Renovations. Renovations. Because Jeremy Renner, who, by the way, he's, he's, a, a real life he's in rehab. He's a real, real life superhero, if you didn't know. Uh, he's building stuff for- For, for, communities, for communities of need and all over the around the world. Yeah. Yes. So. Renovations. <laughs> go watch that. Okay, I'm not gonna, I could go on about that because you and I, when you sent me that, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, this is real. It was like, right. This yeah, but it was real. real. I was like, but he's in like a wheelchair right now? <laughs> I could go on. Uh, we want to thank, as always, oh, Jonathan Regar for the use of Pancake Studios. Thank you. I want to always thank uh, uh, Edward Ng here for giving us this time, especially around now. He's a very busy man. And uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh, see this renovations man. to be continued. Renovations. This man's pulling out some green. Oh, it's not oh, weed, yeah. so I'm not interested. Daddy lies. Thanks for listening to To Be Continued, the Fanboy Podcast. Thanks, Clark. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also our various platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Podcast.